This is the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Blanc, episode 131. Let's do this. You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, where we'll talk about all aspects of buying apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your host, Michael Blanc. Yo, yo, yo. This is Michael Blanc, and welcome to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast. Today, I have a slightly different guest. I have memory champion Ron White on the show. It has nothing to do with multifamily at all. The reason I have him on the show is because I met him a couple months ago at an event. And what he does is he says, hey, everybody, memorize these 15 words. And I memorized, let's see, seven words that I was able, and I think I had like 30 seconds. Couldn't write anything down. By the end of the two and a half hours, I got 43 of 45 words correct by using a system. And I'm teaching my kids how to do it. I've mapped out my house. You'll learn what that's all about. And I was so excited to learn this thing. I wanted to share this with you. And Ron is just a great guy. He's in, in Dallas, Texas. Great guy. He's real funny. And I said, look, Ron, I know I do a multifamily investing podcast. I want you on the show. We've got nothing to do with what I'm saying. But look, everybody can use a better memory, right? So I am really excited. He's going to teach you how you do that. And it's, it's just so cool. You have to trust me and listen to it and watch this rest of this episode. So just as a reminder, though, before we get into that, is uh, our Deal Maker Live conference is November 2nd through 4th in Washington, D.C. And it's all about the deal. So we're going to have people presenting their deals they've done, how they found it, how they finance it, how they raise the money for it. There's going to be tons of networking. So if you're a syndicator and you want to do your first deal, you have to go to this conference. If you want to scale your business, this is the way to do it. We're going to have passive investors there. We're going to have money raisers there. And we're going to have all these people there that are want to either do their first deal or scale their business. So I'm really excited about it. First time I'm doing this kind of event. It's going to be the biggest we've ever done. Dealmaker Live, November 2nd through 4th. Go to themichaelblanc.com forward slash events. So themichaelblanc.com forward slash event or just go to themichaelblanc.com and click on events. It'll get you right there. All right, cool. Now, with that out of the way, though I'm excited about that, I'm also excited about having Ron White on the show here. So let's get right into it, the interview with Ron White. Mr. Ron White, welcome very much to the show, my friend. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate your friendship and sharing your audience with me. I had the pleasure of meeting you in person a couple months ago, and I was frankly blown away by it because you challenged us to remember 15 names and I think I got to seven afterwards, I started screwing things up. And within two and a half hours that morning, you had taught a lot of us, including myself. And I got over the 45 names you asked us to memorize, I actually got 43 right. And I couldn't believe it. And then you had us memorize every person's name in the room. There's like 40 in the room or 35, I don't know, within 10 minutes of speed networking, I would say 95% of the people had everyone's names memorized. And I was like, holy cow. You can actually use a system for improving your memory. And so I just wanted to get you here and, uh, and share some of these techniques with the audience. Well, you know, that's what it is all about. It's about a systematic approach to memory and anybody can improve their memory. You know what? You are a step ahead of a lot of people. And here's what I mean by that. A lot of people will hear about a memory class and they will just automatically assume there's no way I can improve my memory. There's no way I can get better. I have a terrible memory. It's a waste of time. And even if on some lower level, you might have thought that, you're like, but I'm curious. I want to see. And taking that step, I got to commend you for that because a lot of people don't do it. And then when they get in there and they're learning it, they're like, oh, wow, I can do this. 
I came home and I mapped my house out. Now, the listeners won't know what the heck that means and we'll talk about it, but I kind of finished out mapping my house out. So I'm using it frequently, this system. Before we get into that, though, I think you're, you're kind of an interesting guy. Like you're, I, I didn't even know this existed, Ron, but you're like a two-time national memory champion. I didn't even know that existed. What, what is that? What do you have to yeah. do? Yeah, it's one of the biggest nerd tournaments <laughs> in the country. So, but don't feel bad for not knowing about it. I started teaching memory seminars in 1991. So I was out teaching memory seminars until about 2004, 13 years, and I didn't even know about it. So that's how obscure of a underground culture this is. And then in 2004 or five, I was on the internet and I saw a news story. Man at the USA Memory Championship memorizes a deck of cards in three minutes and a hundred-digit number in five minutes. And I was like, whoa, that is insane. And at that point, I had been teaching memory seminars for 13 years. And when I heard that, I just thought, there's no way. But then it got me curious going, and I went to give my next speech. And when I went to give my next speech, my bio was the same as my bio had been for 13 years. And this is what my bio said. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to introduce Ron White, one of the top memory experts in the entire world. Please welcome him to the stage. And when they said that, my heart sank because I just read the internet story. And I told myself, you know what? If I'm going to have that in my bio, I need to go against these people and I need to compete and I either need to win and keep it in my bio or take it out or change it up some way. And so I set my sights on competing in the USA memory championship in 2004. I started thinking about it. I decided to compete in 2007. I was getting ready to go and the military sent me to Afghanistan. And so when I got back, I did my first tournament in 2008. Okay. So what did you have to do and how'd you do? Well, in in the United States, it's a series of seven events. The first event is they give you a sheet of paper with 100 or 200 faces on it and names, and you got to memorize them. And the next event is they give you a 400-digit number, and you got to see how much you can memorize in five minutes. The next event is they shuffle up a deck of cards, and they hand it to you, and you see how fast you can memorize it. The next events, they give you a poem, and you see how much you can memorize in 15 minutes and then write it out. The next event, they give you a list of 200 words. You see how many you can memorize? The next event, they have five people walk up, and the people say their name, their phone number, their date of birth, their street, their city, their zip code, where they went to college, the year they graduated, their type of pet, the color of their pet, the name of their pet, their three favorite hobbies, their three favorite food, their spouse, their spouse's name, and five people do that. You got to memorize that, and then it ends with a deck of cards, but- Essentially, it's whoever gets the best score keeps advancing until the end. There's one person left standing. That's insane. How long does it take you to memorize a deck of cards? Well, in 2004, when I saw that news story, man memorizes deck of cards in three minutes. I ended up shattering that record. I memorized a deck of cards in one minute and 27 seconds, which was a USA record for two years. The guy who memorized a 100-digit number, I ended up shattering his record. Uh, I memorized a 167-digit number in five minutes, and that record stood for a year. Now, I say I shattered him because I did, but I will tell you this. My records have since been shattered. (laughs) It's really amazing. Now, you were known to do something that was a little little unusual. Talk about the Afghanistan wall. What What was that all about? Why did you do that? 
Well, I served in the military. I was in Afghanistan in 2007. When I got back from Afghanistan, I set the record for the fastest to memorize a deck of cards. That record was broken two years later. And then I wanted to do something more meaningful with my memory than memorizing Ace of Spades, Nine of Diamonds, Three of Clubs. And I was thinking, what's the most meaningful thing I could do? And I was challenged by a history, the History Channel. They wanted me to memorize the Vietnam Wall. They were going to do a special TV show for the History Channel. And that fell through. It didn't happen. But it got me to thinking, I should do this, but I should do it for Afghanistan, where I served. So I memorized everybody who died in the war in Afghanistan in the order of their death. There's 2,300 of them, rank, first name, last name. It's 7,000 words. And I traveled the United States with a wall that looks like the Vietnam Wall, but it's blank. It has nothing written on it. And I will take 10 hours and write it out from memory to honor them. That's amazing. That's an amazing story that you did that. I just can't believe there's a system behind it. And I definitely want, to sh want you to share that system that you have because do you think that you were prone to memorizing when you first got started? Do you think it takes a particular person to be able to do the system that, that you have? So this is one of the hardest questions for me to answer. And it's hard for me to answer because it's all I've known. You know what I'm saying? I will tell you this. My natural memory is not better than your natural memory. And what I mean by that is there is a guy that's a mutual friend of mine and Kyle Wilson. Kyle Wilson's a friend of both of ours. And this is a guy I've gone and had dinner. We've had drinks together. We've hung out at conferences together. I know him well. And I was at Kyle's house yesterday, and I'm like, man, what is that guy's name? I just saw him two days ago. My natural memory is not that good. People laugh at me all the time. But my trained memory, I think I did gravitate towards this system because it's so much about systems and processes, but I don't think it's about my memory. I think it's more just about, I like the system, systematic approach. And that's what's encouraging to me because like I look at my weak spot and all my family knows this is memory. Like if I don't write it down, I can remember three things, Ron. And, and when the fourth one comes on, it pushes one of the three off the stack. You know what I mean? So when I was able to improve my memory by applying your system, it was like, my gosh, uh, this is really powerful. Can you talk about, because some of the things uh, weren't really clear to me, why is a good memory useful? Like if I could 10x my memory, how can that help me improve my everyday life? Well, a good memory is useful. Think about it this way. Let's start with the opposite. Let's say that right now your memory started declining and your brain started declining. That would impact every area of your life. It would impact how efficiently you did your job. It would impact uh, how your interactions with people. I think we'll all agree if we start losing our memory in our mind, it's going to decline our business. But sometimes we don't think the opposite's also true. If we improve our memory, it improves our business and our lives. And here's why. You meet somebody today, and six weeks later, you see them at the grocery store. When you can say, hey, Michael, how you doing, man? It's so good to see you. You know, how's your family doing? Something magical happens. There's a bond between us. The bond is much stronger than, hey, man, I saw you a year ago. We met at Kyle Wilson's house. How, what's your name again? It's a big difference. And let me give you two or three more real quick examples. Let's say you're not a professional speaker, but let's say you are a member of a rotary club or a chamber of commerce or a business meeting. And somebody says, hey, Michael, next week, can you introduce the speaker? There's a big difference between getting up in front of that group and saying, hey, guys, this is the speaker and reading all the information and just talking. And 
So maybe you're just giving an introduction. And let me give you a few more examples here. Maybe you are do have to give a speech. They say, Michael, you are such an expert on real estate. We would love for you to give a 20-minute speech next week on how to invest in real estate. Give that speech without notes when you have a good memory. Remember what you read. If you remember what you read, you're going to learn faster. Imagine this. I spent $1,000 to go to a conference this Saturday. I memorized the key points from that conference. Why? In six months, I want people to be able to say, what did you learn from that conference? And I want to be able to tell them. So many people will spend $1,000 on a conference and not remember it six months later. It's a waste of money. Yeah, so many benefits. And I've started teaching it to my kids as well because they got to memorize stuff in school. Like the thing you did in your class was actually, and I didn't notice because I was so focused on the exercise, we're actually memorizing the 50 presidents, the U.S. presidents. I'm like, we're just memorized the 50 presidents or whatever, how many minutes, right? And it was amazing what it allows you to do. So teaching the kids how to memorize better. So let's just get into the system a little bit, Ron, because I'm really excited about it. Can you describe at the, at the higher level some of the techniques that you use to help people improve their memory? Yeah, so really the first key to improving your memory is just focus. You know, you got to be paying attention. There's a lot of things you can do for your focus. Good nutrition and exercise helps with that. I do jujitsu, and one of the primary reasons I do jujitsu is because exercising your body clears out your brain, kind of clears out the cobwebs. Focus is important. Let's just take it for granted that everybody knows good nutrition and exercise is going to help your ability to focus, and let's move on to the more concrete skills of memory. The really biggest thing that you can do is learning to think in pictures and visualize what you want to remember. And that's the first big key. The second big key, and I'm just going to kind of give you two big keys here. The first big key is whatever you want to remember, see it as a picture. The second big key is you have to store that picture in a place where you can go back and retrieve it later. And here's an example. You walk into your friend's house, you take off your jacket, you put your jacket down in a chair, and then you spend two hours at your friend's house. When you leave your friend's house, you know that jacket is in that chair. So you walk back to that room and get the chair. Why? That chair held the jacket in your brain. So you need to do the same thing. And let's just dive into this. You mentioned earlier, you said mapping out a house. If you could take your jacket off and put it into a chair, and remember the jacket's there, what if you took your hat off and you put it on the coffee table? What if you took your cell phone out and you put it on the TV? And then three hours later, somebody says, where's your cell phone? It's on the TV. Where's your hat? It's on the coffee table. Where's your coat? It's on the chair. That's exactly how I memorize stuff. So this is what I would invite all your listeners to do. Take the room that they're in right now, wherever they're listening to this. Now, if they're listening to this in their car, they could do it in their car. You could literally pick five spots in your car. But let's pick five spots in the room that you're in. So, Michael, I'm going to have you do this because I've been talking long enough. I want you to look around that room and start either where you're at right now or start in the doorway and tell me five big pieces of furniture around that room. Right. So we got a frame here on the left. We got the lights here in front of us. That's two. We got the window right next to it. There's three. We have a, uh, a bookcase, number four, and we have the door, number five. And this is what all of your listeners should do. In the room that they're in, pick five locations. If you're in your car, do it in your car. Now, it's going to be a five-word memory test. It's going to be easy. We're going to we'll do the, go through this together. But what's your first piece of furniture? It's the frame. Now, the word we want to memorize is money. So I want you to imagine money shooting out of that frame. So is it a frame to a picture? 
No, it's just a, a wooden frame, actually. It's a little bit abstract. It's a wooden frame, no, no picture at all. So we're going to imagine that frame sells for a million dollars and there's money just flying out of it. Gotcha. What's the next piece of furniture? Uh, the lights. On the lights, I want you to imagine a telephone. Maybe there's a, who's somebody really important you'd want to take their call? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I need him on, I need him on the podcast, actually, yeah. <laughs> that would get you ratings because he's so <laughs> polarizing. The people who hate him would want to listen to what yeah. he has to say and the people who love him. So yep. on the light, I want you to imagine you're doing a podcast with Donald Trump. Awesome. The okay. phone. Phone. The word is a phone, though. Correct. Gotcha. Got it. Red phone. Red phone. <laughs> the next piece of furniture, um, I want you to imagine a clock, like a big old grandfather cuckoo clock. What's that piece of furniture? It's the window. So it's blocking the window because it's so big. Yeah, there's a big old window there and a clock's coming through. Number four, what is your file? It's a bookshelf. A bookshelf. On the bookshelf, I want you to imagine a plant is growing out of that bookshelf, a plant like uh, that grows something. Yep, plant. Got it. And let's just stop at four because I think people are going to get this. Uh, oh, let's go to five. What, what's your number five? It's five? a door. Door. On the door, what's your favorite sports team? Let's call the Washington Redskins. What's your favorite profession? Sorry, cow- should it be Cowboys? Run? What's the right answer to this question? <laughs> Texas Rangers is the correct answer. But- Texas Rangers. It is. I love the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll, we'll do the Redskins. I don't mind doing uh, amateur teams. So <laughs> we'll have the Redskins running through the door. So go tell us all five words. Starting at the frame, what were the five words we just remember? So we got money in the frame. We got the red phone with Trump on the, on the lights. We got the, the large grandfather clock in the windows. We got a plant hanging in the bookshelf. And we have a, a football sports team running through the door. This is the high-level overview of memory. Whatever you want to memorize, you need to turn it into a picture and have a place to store it. Now, it gets more not complicated, but it becomes more in, involved when you're memorizing 7,000 words on the Afghanistan memory wall, or you're memorizing a deck of cards or a 167-digit number. But it really all does come back down to this. If you want to memorize something, you need to have pieces of furniture numbered, and then you need to visualize whatever you want to see on that furniture. What I love about that is the system you described works very well for, for memorizing names, but you have different techniques for memorizing different things. For example, the te- technique for memorizing names, while based on this, is different. Your technique for memorizing numbers, for example, is based on this, but it, it, the actual details are, are different. So, But everything goes back to the visualization. And so I, I love that because let's say you do it with your house. You have five rooms times five pictures each. So I can now memorize 25 names, which is, I mean, that would serve me for a very long time if I can remember 25 things in the order. So, you know, what I did coming home from your thing is I just went through each of my rooms and I memorized five objects. And I know my house, right? So I know if I walk into my bedroom, I know where the window and 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 the dresser is. And I know that's number three and four for example, and now I can use it in the way you described and memorize uh, keywords, for example. Really powerful. It is powerful, and it works. And, you know, I'm 45 years old. I learned this when I was 18, so 27 years. So more than half my life, 60% of my life I've been doing this. Anytime I learn anything now, it's just a habit now. I apply it to this. I was in the Navy from 2002 to 2010, and I had to take all these kind of classes, you know, to get my certifications for the Navy. And I was just zooming through those, getting 100% on all the tests. And 
And I was just wondering, man, I wonder how the other guys in my unit are doing this. And I mean, they weren't all getting a hundred, but some of them were doing well. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, is this has become such a part of my life. It's how I learn new things. It's how I give my speeches. It's really integrated into every aspect of my life. Well, anyway, I, I want to bring you on the show and have you share some of these techniques with us. Uh, I think the biggest lesson here is it, it is actually possible to improve your memory. And when I went to your event, you helped me improve my memory like somewhat crazy. I, I can remember like seven names in a row. And by the time we were done, I, was, I got 43 out of 45 names right. And so this is why I wanted you to have uh, a free training for my audience because I wanted to share with you some of the techniques that you uh, had at this event. So, Ron, what are we going to cover on this free training? So, you know, there are really five steps to my memory process, and I will walk you through all five steps. One of the first steps is nutrition, you know, and I have some specific brain foods that you can do that you can eat and consume and some specific things that you can do in your diet. I did not used to believe in that aspect of memory improvement, but I do now. I'm a big believer. And then we're just going to dive deeper into how to remember names and faces. You know, a lot of people in business, they shake somebody's hand and two seconds later, they can't remember their names. They see them six weeks later and can't remember their names. It's hurting their ability to build friendships. It's hurting their ability to build relationships. And if it's hurting those two things, it's hurting their pocketbook. So we'll talk about how to remember names. We'll talk about brain nutrition. And then maybe we'll just dive in a little bit deeper on how to construct what we call a mind palace, a memory palace. And this will enable them to remember whatever it is they want. For example, maybe they want to remember what they read or remember what they learned from classes. So really a, just kind of, a, you know, I don't use this word that much, but maybe a master class on how to memorize. That sounds awesome. So we're going to go we'll put this up at themichaelblank.com forward slash Ron. Uh, you can find out more and register for that training that's coming up real shortly. So really excited about that because I want to share with everyone the stuff that you taught me in that, in that class. So really excited that you're offering that. So awesome, yeah. man. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, it's an honor. You know, you're a good guy. And, you know, I'm, I, I don't talk to a lot of people because I'm an introvert, but I just felt like I clicked with you and I just kind of felt like we were similar. And so I really wanted to do this. This is great, man. This, this is great. A little bit off topic, but man, improving my memory like that in two and a half hours, I was like, man, more people need to know about that. So everybody check out themichaelblunt.com forward slash Ron and check out the stuff he's got on there. Great guy. Thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. So wouldn't it help to have a better memory? I think so, and I was just blown away with the stuff that Ron White teaches. So head on over to themichaelblank.com forward slash Ron and check out his download. And definitely check out his other programs he's got. They're really affordable, by the way, and uh, so fundamentally. And I, I'm teaching it to my kids now as well. But speaking of memory, remember to also Dealmaker Live is coming up very shortly, November 2nd through 4th in Washington, D.C. Check out it out at themichaelblank.com forward slash event. And you can find out more about there. It's really a community of syndicators, past investors, money raisers, all getting together. And we're all talking real deals. So we actually have people presenting real deal case studies, how they found it, how they analyze it, how they raise money for it. We're going to talk about how to invest passively in multifamily. We're going to talk about how to raise money as a money raiser for syndicators like us and others. So it's going to be awesome. We have a couple hundred people already signed up and we still have some time left here before we shut it down. November 2nd through 4th, Washington, D.C., themichaelblank.com forward slash event. All right, you guys, I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. Rest of the week. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Blanc. For more free podcasts, 
articles, and videos, go to themichaelblanc.com. There, you can also download the free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. Till next time.